The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hooray. I'm so glad you tuned in today. I hope you tuned in for a reason because, man, do we have a topic for you. Um, I think just about every woman worries about her body and and how, well, most women, about how slender she is and such. And we're going to tackle that today. Welcome, moms and everybody else listening. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world, raising up our next generation. That's hugely important. And you know I like to start the show with a question, so here's today's question for you moms. Are you done with diet culture? Would you like to hear how to fight the constant diet mentality that we women deal with? Well, you can. We've got some help for you today from the author of Feed Yourself, who's joining us on the show, to tell moms you don't have to diet to be enough. Plus, get this, three lies moms are told about their bodies, we'll learn those, Um, And how to be free of constant diet pressure coming up on Channel Mom. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, children, dogs, cats. I like dogs better than cats. I'm sure I'm making some cat people mad right now. (laughs) Hey, a quick mom market shout out to the folks who listen to us across the nation. So grateful for you. Folks in Oregon, also in Nebraska and Oklahoma and Montana and Idaho. Got a lot in the upper northwest. Um, Also Colorado Springs and right here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Welcome also to our podcast listeners. So grateful for you. Our podcast has grown a lot in the last six months and the way it grows is by 
by you sharing it. So if there if there's like today's podcast, if you like it, share with a friend because that helps us if you can help us grow our podcast because we want to lift up mothers and motherhood. So you need to tell other mothers and grandmas that we exist and just share the podcast. We'd be so grateful for that. You can find us on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcast. I do want to remind you about our amazing sponsors. We wouldn't um, be doing as well without them. So check out youhavealternatives.org. Wonderful people who do wonderful work, and you can help them by just giving $10 a month. Youhavealternatives.org. Also, remember to text HAPPY. To this number, you ready? 720-784-LOVE. 720-784-LOVE. Just text HAPPY and you can find out more about that HAPPY JUICE. Um, you can also get a free reboot. I love their reboot product. It's it's a, a quick reset for your body and I, I did it and I felt fantastic after I did it. Uh, so you could try their reboot and that would hopefully be a big help to you. All right, let's get to our guest today. We're going to tackle this issue of diet culture. And Leslie Schilling is the author of a book called Feed Yourself. She's a registered dietitian, sports nutritionist, and nutrition therapist. She owns a coaching practice specializing in nutrition counseling for families and people with disordered eating concerns, professional athletes and performers. Also has worked with Cirque du Soleil, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and she's also been featured in media outlets like Health, Women's Health, Self, Pregnancy Magazine, and also seen on HGTV. And Leslie is the creator of the Born to Eat approach, aren't we all? Um, okay, welcome to Channel Mom, Leslie. Nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to. All right, so I thought I'd get a little bit cultural, since we live in a diet culture, and go back mm-hmm. to a movie that's a little old school, but most people know it. Even my daughter knows this movie, and she's decades younger than me. Um, and, you know, what movie with a bunch of girls or women doesn't feature some kind of dieting talk? So here's a little clip from Mean Girls. There are these weird nutrition bars my mom uses to lose weight. Give me it. in like Swedish or something. Yeah, you know, there's some weird ingredient in them that's not legal in the U.S. yet. Ephedrine? No. Phenamine? No. It burns carbs. It just burns up all your carbs. Mm. I really want to lose three pounds. Oh my God, what are you talking about? You're so skinny. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, it's just classic. It's classic. A bunch of slender girls sitting around talking about dieting um, and worried about, you know, this high school girl worried about losing three pounds. And and I know that's what you're here to tackle, Leslie. Um, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, you start the book by saying this. What this is your open? Well, one of your opening lines. What I really want you to know, this is to your reading audience. What I really want you to know is I'm sorry. Why do you start that way? Yeah, because yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for the lies that we've been told and sold and the seeds of doubt that have been planted about our bodies without our consent in what should be the safest of places. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, by the way, I want to give people the subtitle of the book. It's I had to go to the PDF because I didn't have I, I should get an actual paper copy of your book because it looks fantastic from from what I've been reading through the PDF. But but the the subtitle, the book is called Feed Yourself, but it says step away from the lies of diet culture and into your divine design. So let's just start with those lies, because because one reason I had you on, Leslie, 
as because I'm a mom and, and not yet a grandmom, but I know a ton of mothers and grandmothers who struggle with how they feel about their body, with thinking they should be skinnier. And, and, and I'm somebody, and, I, and gosh, you know, I always hesitate about whether or not I should say this, but I'm somebody who hasn't struggled much with weight most of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you know, at a certain point I lost, I, I gained 15 pounds and I hated it and, and made myself lose it. But I, you know, I mostly have been basically slender most of my life, but I'm still super picky about how I look. And, and every other week I think, oh my gosh, I have to lose five or 10 pounds. And so I think, man, if I struggle with it, I know just about every woman struggles with it. So, so yeah. let's tackle the lies that our culture tells ourselves, tells us. And I'm just going to read a couple of them. And then I want you to, to kind of talk about the ones that you think are most dangerous and most common for mothers and grandmothers and, and women in general. So here we go. Diet culture lies. It's normal to hate your body. Diet culture is in the safe places. It's simple. Calories in, calories out. Uh, health equals diet and exercise. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Your weight is the most important indicator of your health. And these are, you know, these are just some of them. So I would like, and by the way, if anybody just tuned in, they'll say, what is Jenny talking about? <laughs> Those are all lies. And, and why don't you talk to moms today who are struggling about how they feel about their bodies and thinking they should be on a diet or are on a diet about some of these lies? What, what are some of your favorites to talk about? Yeah, well, I mean, you, um, you lined me up perfectly for this one because like, okay. um, yeah, it's like it's normal to hate your body. That's a lie. But we all commiserate, right? We all commiserate with like whether it's going out to lunch with a friend and saying, oh, I really want the burger, but I should have X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, or like I I should diet or I should want to lose weight. And that is a lie. Like it, the, the Thinking that it's normal to just be at war with your body um, is it's not normal. It's it's a lie. It's set up in diet culture and it ignores the very, very um, absolute truth of that your body is unique and divinely designed and there our bodies are supposed to be diverse. It's like nobody's looking at my, you know, size nine foot saying, Girl, that should be a six and a half. They just accept it. Like Oh, you wear a size nine shoe. Okay, that's your body. Um, bodies yeah. are the same. And so it's not normal to be at war with our bodies. It's not normal to want to um, shrink all the time. Um, and that really leads us to unknowingly um, kind of passing down that um, distrust and disregard for these divinely made vessels that are supposed to be so different. I know. You know what? As moms, we have a huge responsibility in this. And, you know, I, and I happen to come from a family that has a pattern of focusing a lot on, on denying our bodies and being super skinny and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I worked so hard to avoid passing that on to my daughter. We don't even own a scale. I don't think I've owned a scale for 25 years. Well, well done. Well, yeah, done. well, but I still am not sure I did do well because I, I tried not to do this. I tried not to focus, but I'm sure every once in a while, my daughter, you know, heard me saying to a girl, you know, a friend or something like, Oh my gosh, I feel so bloated this week. I need to lose five pounds or whatever. But I worked very hard not to do that. And yet she still, as a young woman in college, compares her body to other people, thinks she should be working out more, thinks she should be, and she's a college athlete. So she's really hard on herself. So, you know, like, don't we have a huge responsibility to help our kids be healthy about their body image? 
You know, we, we do. And I love that you said healthy about their body image and not kind of focusing on that weight part, because that's another lie is that, you know, your weight equals your health. Your weight is not a good proxy for your health. And we I think at this point, I hope we're all seeing and hearing and reading in the media, you know, especially from the American Medical Association, saying that like the BMI is a really, really flawed tool. Um, I like to call it a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's yeah. also not not a good indicator of your health. But yes, we we are responsible. However, we have to step out of diet culture enough to see it ourselves to help other people um, to the shore. We have to be able to see diet culture, recognize diet culture, see see a lot of its schemes to be able to hand the the life preserver to our kids. And so I think we just have to talk about it. I think we have to have really, once we see diet culture, and that was the goal of this book is like expose all the lies until there's nothing left. Like if you read this book, there's, there's no way, and this is a promise, (laughs) there is no way that you will say, I still don't see diet culture. Um, I really try to pull back the layers to help people see it. So we can say, wow, and if you're having a conversation with your daughter, wow, I used to really believe this. I used to really think this because it's sold to us and told to us in the safest of places, churches, medical offices, schools. We learn these lessons that make us distrust our food, distrust our bodies. So once we see, a diet, see diet culture, we can have these conversations with our kids, with the people that we love, people in our circles of like, wow, I used to believe that. And I'm... Um, I'm really learning that that's not true, that I don't have to micromanage my body as much as I thought. I'm really learning that there's so much more to health than the food on my plate or how much I move my body. Is it a part? Yes. But is it everything? Absolutely not. Connection, honest conversations. There's so much we can do, even if we think, oh, my gosh, we messed up. Of course we have. We all grew up here. Nobody gets out unscathed. But we can have these beautiful, beautiful healing conversations around, wow, now that I see it, we're going to do something different. Yeah. And as women of faith, and and certainly I have people who listen to this show who who don't have faith, but I still, I I always want to welcome them into the conversation. So I I think they can understand the, the statement I'm about to make. As women of faith, I think to myself, how much does it grieve the God of the universe that we're constantly nitpicking our bodies and not thinking about the greater things. Like, how much did I love somebody today? Instead, we're saying, how much did I weigh this morning? Um, And, and, you know, and I think, (laughs) how much does that hurt God that we're just worried about five pounds or whatever it is? Even if it's 50 pounds, he he wants us to focus on the things that matter, like loving people. I am going to come to something here that's a little tougher question for you in just a second. But first, I want to talk about this briefly. You say to moms... Body hatred and chronic dieting will not be our legacy because you're saying, beloved, this will end us if, if we pat, that's the thing we keep passing down to our kids. And that's the most important thing, hating your bodies and, and dieting all the time. You're saying we will not do this. And then you talk about how diet culture taints our day to day lives in so many ways that we don't want to pass that on. Can you tell moms and grandmas and, and kids, even especially girls, how that diet culture is tainting our day to day life? Oh, yeah. It's like, think about Um, Like, for example, if I have a client who's trying to feed her family before school and she's giving them, you know, 
a gr- like a tiny granola bar because she's worried about calories. Like this kid doesn't have enough food. Like they're not getting enough. So when like when we're trying, we're under we're underfeeding for fear of overfeeding. That came from diet culture, and like our kids are hungry and they have large <laughs> appetites, and so do we. It's okay yeah. that we eat. It's okay that we eat more than the person next to us. Um, I mean, God doesn't make junk. Like if we're hungry, like that's your very good sign to trust your body. Um, you know, so those are things when we have conversations about or, you know, um, things that we can't eat or shouldn't eat. Our kids are hearing that and then learning to not trust their bodies. Or if we sit down to dinner and have something completely different than, um, you know, than what the rest of the family has without, you know, without a medical allergy. Like if we're what we're doing looks super different, like we don't even have to say the words, but they're learning that, oh, one day. I'm going to have to micromanage in that way, too. So we have to be very, very careful with not just our words, but how we're showing up. And when we're so busy, you know, stepping on the scale and worrying about the number or, you know, kind of micromanaging every single ingredient or like spending too much time <laughs> listening to TikTok influencers, which is very dangerous. Don't do that. Yeah. And, you know, when we're doing those things, we're, we're teaching our kids um, either you know explicitly, um, or just or just by watching that maybe they they can't trust or one day I'm going to have to do that too. And let me tell you, as just a person who's like done a lot of this work, I've been in practice more than 20 years, and like and I work with kids too over the years and families. There has never been a kid that hasn't looked up to their their parent and and not thought they were the most wonderful thing, you know. And so when we start to question ourselves and don't celebrate our own divine uniqueness, um, we kind of chip away at the fact that your kid doesn't need you to eat perfectly. Your kid doesn't need you to weigh anything um, for them to love you so much. And when we're so focused on all those things, then we don't we can't really be present you know, to live out our purpose. We can't really be present to, um, you know, focus on other things like connection with other humans. When we're hungry um, by restriction, it it gets in the way of us just loving and caring and being with other people. We really, really have to be fed. So true. I mean, you know, Jesus left us with a couple of commands, which was basically all about loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Well, if all we're focused on is dieting and how we feel about our bodies, it's very self-centered. And, and I've done it. I've done it just at the beginning of the summer. We've all done it. Yeah. I I was telling my daughter, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I think I might have love handles and just so wrong. Like instead I should have just been focused on the summer and loving my kid. You know what I mean? And so I feel bad about it, but I, but I'm going to go to a, to a tough question. And don't, don't feel bad about it. Think about it. Think about it like this too. It's like people who are like, Oh my gosh, I gained weight during COVID. I'm like, how amazing that you're, wonderful, wonderful body was so resilient. It knew to expand and carry you through a worldwide pandemic. And here you are on the other side. Like, let's celebrate the amazingness of body change because God created us 
change and to be resilient. And that includes your body changing, too. Sure, sure. And my daughter just went to Barbie yesterday. And and for whatever you may think of that movie, there are some things I probably would not like about it. But she does say that it's trying to say we should embrace all kinds of bodies. Um, Now, now this is the tough question. I I, I think about a a doctor who's listening to you or a diet, you know, a a diet expert or whatever. Right. Um, And and says two things. First of all, look at Leslie because you look fantastic. I've seen your picture. I mean, but fantastic by our cultural standards. You're definitely not like a a super large person and you're definitely like a super skinny person. I hope you don't mind my saying that. (laughs) Um, But but or somebody would look at me and say, why are you guys talking about this? You know, somebody who's 100 pounds overweight and really it feels like they're unhealthy and their doctors told them they got to lose weight to make their heart healthier. Like, how do we manage all of that conversation? And have you taken criticism for people to say you're embracing too much? You shouldn't be embracing all sizes because we all should definitely not be all sizes. Like, how do we navigate that? But let me say this, too. I do want to compliment you because I do want women to feel comfortable. I do want women who, who have been told, you know, you're, you're too overweight or you're obese or you look bad or whatever it is to really feel beautiful inside and out, to know that God loves them, to know that God created them. But I'm wondering how you navigate the criticism that you're probably receiving um, and, and, and how you do do that body diversity speech without taking some blowback for it. Oh, well, yeah, I always get it. Because, listen, there there are people who are heavily invested in diet culture and yeah. have no no um, no future plans to step away from it. It's a multi-billion um, dollar was, industry. It's a multi-billion sure dollar is. industry. Yeah, it sure is. And it gets the and it's and it's there because it's in all the safe places. It's in academic research. It's in medical training, medical school training. It's in my own training. So, I mean, there's there's so much to that very hard question. I will say that, you know, addressing my own body, like there's a there's a lot going on there. And there's a part in the book that talks about how bodies are not business cards. However, it doesn't mean that people don't use them that way. And that's really dangerous because yeah. my body is based on my genetics and my medical history and my lived experience. And I actually live in a body that has not been discriminated against because of its color, because of its size, yeah, because yeah. of its um, abilities. And so I have a lot of body benefits in this world. And I like to leverage that to help people who don't um, get to walk through this world with the freedom that I do. Yeah, and, and I that's think that's, and a, I'm, that's a big thing because it's tempting because I certainly have had pride. Like, well, I just get to stay slender because this is how I was born. I was born in that kind of family. And wow, is that dangerous to walk around thinking yeah. that's your business card and you've got power because of it. Yeah, and a lot of people do it. I mean, just look at the socials. It's pretty dangerous. But but because, say, we, ha- we, we have, like, if you can go to a doctor and say, listen, I'm skipping the weight check because I know in 90% of adult um, medical visits that it is not necessary. I'm aware of that. I don't get, blo- I don't get pushback because of that. Because I live in, a, you know, kind of a culturally normative, I'm using my air quotes, body. So I don't get a lot of pushback from that. However, the more I do it, the more people who actually skip the doctor for the whole, that's the whole reason they don't even go because they don't want to be body shamed. Uh. Um, The more I do it, the more people who are not going to doctor's visits because they don't want to end up getting, you know, weight stigma or weight care instead of health care, the more we can make it a safer place for them. And I will say as a, as a faith, a person of faith, um, I really want to challenge people who are like, we're going too far. You can't embrace all body sizes. I want to say, who are we to judge? Yeah. God made 
all the bodies. God gives us this path, gives us this life, and it doesn't mean it's going to look the same for everyone. So I really think we have to tuck in our judgment as um as faithful people and, and, and offer more compassion to people. And I want to say, you know, to the doctor who, who told someone or the person who heard from their doctor to say, you need to lose X pounds to be healthy. I want to say, we really need to challenge that. And that doctor was trained weight centrically or had a very um, weight focused training, as did I, that I've spent the last 20 years unlearning yeah. um, to actually bring people um, harm reduced practice. But what we do know is that 95% of weight loss dieting, whether it's recommended by doctors, dietitians like myself or whatever, at the three to five year mark um, doesn't work. The weight gain has come back. And of that 95% that gained it all back, um, 65 to 75% of those people gained more and then are more metabolically unhealthy because of weight cycling, not necessarily because they live in a larger body. So what I want people to get is health care, not weight care. I want you to go to the doctor and if you feel like you can skip the weight check, say, I don't give my consent to do a weight check today. I'm happy to talk to my provider about that. If if they need it for dosing, you can step on backwards, not have a conversation about it. The doctor can or the medical provider yeah, can do. The you got to be you got to be fast on this last little because we got only very little time left. Yes. So. So, yes, you can you can you can work towards health without chasing the number on a scale. It is doable. Amen. I love that you have affirmed everybody today. I really do. And, and you know, I sometimes think we don't, shouldn't overdo that, but I think it's very, very necessary in this particular arena. So God bless you for doing it. The book is Feed Yourself, Step Away from the Lies of Diet Culture and Into Your Divine Design. It's okay to eat. It's okay to be different sizes. I love your message, Leslie. God made us all. God bless you for this message. Leslie Schilling, thanks so much for being on Channel Mom. Thank you so much. Sure. All right. This is the time where I thank you and remind you of how important you are and how amazing you are as a mother. You are raising the next generation. You're, you're shaping our world. You're just as important as any leader. You're shaping the way the world's going to look in the future by the way in, raise, way in which you raise your children, your grandbabies, all of it. You're important women. God bless you for all the sacrifices, for all you do, whatever size you are, however you look. You're doing an amazing thing raising up babies. So God bless you for that. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom. Check us out at channelmom.org. Tell other people about us. Pray for us. We love you. God bless you. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together channel mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family we depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood our life-changing programs are over capacity so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids be a part of the change you want to see from others and families visit channelmom.org and click donate we thank you for your generous support and may god bless you for coming alongside channel mom.